0: Is anybody yeah. still taking your test? Yeah. Okay, we got a couple, so go ahead and go ahead and finish taking your test. And I don't like taking tests. I have tests five semester I don't want to take more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those of you that are still taking your test, how long do you think you're gonna be? Two minutes. Okay. Oh, you just have to add. Three hours, hours. yeah. Get out your phone. (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. I appreciate you telling me that, okay. All right, well, go ahead. Those of you that are not taking your your test, um, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and then in your books, uh, it's page 203. Uh, we're going to be starting uh, uh, lesson 10, chapter 10, huh? What, oh, the, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and then page 203. Or, or uh, if you rather, uh, Chapter 10 of of our workbook. So uh, we'll be there in a minute. We're trying to uh, those those that if anybody's watching online, we are uh, trying to complete uh, uh, spiritual gifts tests. <clears throat> um, one of the things I want to say is this is not a exhaustive test okay um, can anybody just very quickly tell me what what is the purpose of a test like this okay to see to see how we could better serve uh, in the in the church uh, or to serve God uh, any, anybody else huh exactly it, it, it is a it is a great identifier. Uh, to our weaknesses and uh, obviously those are areas that whenever we have a weakness those are areas that God uh, can can work on so uh, but also let me say this it's also an identifier of our strengths and w- as we get into understanding spiritual gifts God gives us these gifts and Thus, wants us to develop these gifts. Okay, so <clears throat> um, are we done yet? Scoring. Scoring. Okay, you're at doing the ad the the, the math. <clears throat> I shared I shared with you uh, last week. I don't know if you remember me saying this, but my lowest column. Is administration that, that that's what I, I I hate I hate doing the most <laughs> yeah you're strongest okay yeah <laughs> so, you know and and um, uh, uh, somebody guessed my, my strongest uh, uh, I think it was Marilyn uh, guessed my strongest uh, column last week but second lowest? No, second highest. Um No. Good guess though. Mercy. Nope. Actually, Mercy was one of my low ones. Which uh, I find odd. I think you should retake because you are extremely
1: I'm just
0: I <laughs> just hate stupid people. <laughs> Well, you you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying people are stupid. I just, (laughs) (laughs) oh, (laughs) my, my second highest was encouragement. So my first highest was giving. Uh, Second was encouragement and then teaching. And then I tied uh, at, at helps and mercy And my lowest was administration, but my my lowest score was 25, and my highest score was 32. So it's pretty close, pretty 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 close. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's like, how, how do I know if I like, you know, uh, what was the question you said? It was something about, had, merciful. Something like I like. yeah, it's like, he's like, how do I know if I'm going to be merciful? I only be merciful to people I like. So, so you should put a zero on that and just <laughs> say, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So, um, uh, <clears throat> so now that you're doing your math, what, what are you finding out about yourselves? That that you that you have that you're comfortable sharing. <clears throat> I have highest discounting. Helping. And, and I, I Twenty-eight. Okay. My lowest is teaching. Okay. You can see that one too. I do. I do.
1: My lowest is teaching in mercy also,
2: which surprised me a little bit. I do enjoy
1: <laughs>
0: How many of you, just out of curiosity, scored relatively high on giving? Just well, just it's 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 one of your higher scores. Okay, I would say most of us that and 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 I believe I I I personally understand that because our church is a very giving church. and you know, when we have missionaries come in and do different things, we we respond well to, to giving. So the, I'm I'm not surprised at that at all. Um, <clears throat> any anybody else want to comment on, on your score? Yes. My highest was <laughs> mercy, then giving, then helping, then encouraging, then administration, and then going the least the the last one is teaching. Really? You guys scored about the same? Uh-huh. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> wow, no wonder. <laughs> oh, anybody else? Yes. Really? Yeah, the, the, being a former police officer, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you want everything just. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Anybody else? Yes. My my highest is teaching, and then my
2: second was is high for
0: encouragement and. Good. Good. It doesn't surprise me. Didn't didn't surprise me at all. Uh, uh, Amber. <laughs> yeah, that's low. <laughs> yeah, that really Angie? Yeah, my uh, highest was health with administration, just one point below it, but my lowest was teaching. Oh, really? And I was surprised yeah. Having been a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you don't like it anymore. Maybe I've changed since I was Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. My highest is mercy, encouragement, and I have helping, giving, and demonstration. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Anybody else? Yes. <clears throat> My high was mercy, My low
1: was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> My last sort was of giving, followed by teaching.
0: Okay. Anybody else? Now, before we get into the next chapter, I want to talk about this because this is <clears throat> spiritual gifts are something that can be misunderstood. Um, I want to take a look at two Greek words that God uses to, to describe spiritual gifts in Scripture. The first one is um, pneumatika. Pneuma pneuma uh, it, it refers to uh, the source of of the gift. So listening to the word pneumatica, can anybody tell me what the source of those gifts are? No. Anybody know what what um pneuma in, in the Greek word pneuma in scriptures? The Holy Spirit. Very good. So so the source of the spiritual gifts is not Ourselves. It is the Holy Spirit. The other word that is used in, in describing this is the uh, charismata. charismata. Uh, it, it refers to the fact that they are granted as an act of the grace of God. The The, the Greek word for grace is the word charos. Um, So it comes from the Holy Spirit as an act of grace from God. Okay? So understanding that spiritual gifts are given to us by grace, by the Holy Spirit, gifts may be drastically different from our perceived capabilities and talents okay <clears throat> what do what do i mean by that anybody have a clue what that means we think we're good at something but we aren't necessarily okay all right Anybody else? Okay, it is it is the act of what what happens is well. Let, um, before I go, go any further, let, let's read Second Corinthians uh, chapter five and verse seventeen. <coughs> For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other. Yes. Oh, what am I? I'm in the wrong book. Man, I'm not even close. 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry. I was in Galatians, man. What in the world? 2 Corinthians. I was wondering, like, what in the world? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So, when we are saved, what happens to us? Okay, we change. How do we change? Okay, we change from the inside out, but how do we change? Okay, it, it's not a transformation. It is, what do butterflies do? Uh, uh, it's a metamorphosis. It is a change, but it's, it's, it's a metamorphosis where we become something completely different. We don't just change but we become something completely different. Okay? So, what, so when, the, when the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A absolutely changed person a person who has gone through the metamorphosis so that you are un you should be unrecognizable after Christ than you were before Christ so understanding that turn <clears throat> to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verse uh, verse four, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God that worketh in all, excuse me, all in all, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So, let's go back to my statement earlier. The gift that God gives us may be drastically different from our perceived capabilities or desires prior to salvation. So what does that mean? Before salvation,
1: we may think we're really we not good at something, but then once we get saved, we may be amazed to find out that because we are a new creature in Christ, we are actually good at something that we
0: didn't think we were. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Anybody else? Candy? My point exactly. Before salvation, I was a welder, pipe fitter, carpenter. The last thing in the world I ever dreamed of. I mean, it it wasn't even a dream. It was not even within the realm of possibility to be a pastor. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what happened? God, God I, I went through the more, more metamorphosis process, and God created somebody completely different over time, but it, it was that metamorphosis process that took place. And when we allow God to magnify these spiritual gifts in our lives, it can transform our lives. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who gets saved is going to become a pastor. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. But that was the process that God used in my life prior to getting saved Um uh, I remember when I was when I was in the Boy Scouts, so I was probably 15, 16 years old. <clears throat> I, uh, I I had to earn the merit badge for public speaking. I thought I was gonna die. You know, I had to get it. I don't remember now. It's been so many years ago, but I know I had to give a speech about something, and I thought, honest, honestly, I thought I was gonna die. And what I do now does not come natural to me. Being a pastor, teaching and and preaching and doing the things that I do does not come natural to me. I struggle just about every week with God working in my heart and life. But I do it, (laughs) you know, and someday I might even get good at it. I don't know. Well, well, I love you too. But my point is this we need to be willing to let God do the work in our lives. Because had I taken this test even 20 years ago, it would be a whole lot different than it is today. We need the Spirit of God active in our lives. And it's the Spirit of God, not only active, but it's the Spirit of God who gives us these gifts. One of the things, that, the reasons I wanted to, to take the test, one of the reasons I wanted to take the test and, and actually kind of give us the results is I don't know about you, but did you notice the, the variety of answers? Some people were high in administration, some are low. Some are high in give, giving, you know mercy, and so on and so forth. Why is that so important? The body of Christ would not be completed if we were all administrators. Exactly. We need each other. and we need each other's strengths and weaknesses because the body functions, well, we'll I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> so let's go back to First Corinthians. Uh, chapter twelve, and let's continue reading in verse eight. For the one giveth uh, given by the spirit in word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same spirit. To another faith by the spirit, to another the gift of healing, by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another uh, diverse kinds of tongues, uh, to another interpretations of tongues. But all these works that that one and the the self-same spirit dividing to every man uh, severally, severally, excuse me, uh, as he will. but I want to go back to verse seven. Go back to verse seven, but the manifold the, the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to what? To profit with all. See God knows what we as a church need. and he gives, I believe, if we understand spiritual gifts, he gives supernatural gifts to people to accomplish his work. I believe that. All we need to do is be willing to be used. Turn over to Romans. <clears throat> Romans chapter 12, Uh, verse six. Having then gifts uh, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the uh, proportion of faith or ministry, um, let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Uh, uh, He that ruleth with diligence, and so with mercy, with cheerfulness. So kind of keep your finger here at Romans. We're going to come back here put a ribbon there or something and then turn over to 1 Peter chapter 4 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10 As every man hath received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So what are we supposed to do with the gifts that God gives us? Use them. Verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak uh, the oracles of God. If any minister, uh, excuse me, any man minister, let him do it Uh, as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So why does God give us these gifts? So that we can minister to one another. Why? What is the ultimate goal? To lift up God that God would be magnified. Now, let me ask you a question. If a person accomplishes something in their own ability, or another person accomplishes something within the power of the Holy Spirit, it's the same they accomplish the same thing, but one does it in the power of the Holy Spirit. The other one does it in their own ability. <clears throat> Which one of those get, gets, get, gives glory to God? By the, Holy the one by the Holy Spirit. If we are accomplishing things within our own abilities, who gets the glory? We do. And what I have found in my life, more often than not, spiritual gifts are gifts that are not common to who you are as an individual. The gifts are diverse. They are unique. Romans chapter 12 turn turn back to Romans chapter 12, hopefully you you put something there. Romans chapter 12 tells us something very interesting uh, according to we are supposed to use our various gifts according to the character of God in our lives L- look at verse 12 or, or excuse me chapter 12 and verse 8 or he that exhorteth on exhortation he that giveth let him give it with what simplicity This is not complicated stuff. This is not complicated. We should give out of just a simple love for God. Giving, you know, and, and those of you that know me and that have been in our church for a while, no, I don't talk about money hardly ever. Why? Because Number 1, I hate money, but number 2, I want you to give because that's the desire of your heart. It's that simple. So we should give with simplicity. What's the next the next thing he says? <clears throat> he says, uh, "He that ruleth with diligence" We should be diligent about the gifts that God gives us. Diligent. We should should know what they are and be diligent in allowing God to develop them within us. And then what is the last thing? And he that soweth mercy with what? Cheerfulness. We should be excited about the things that God is doing in our lives. We shouldn't we should not be hesitating. We should be excited about what God is doing in our lives. 1 Corinthians turn over to back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But we're going to look at verses 24 and 25 this time. For our contrary parts have no need, but God hath tempted, uh, excuse me, tempered uh, the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part with the part which lacketh. That there should be no schism in the body, but that members should have. The same care one for another. Now I want to go back to verse 24. There's an important word there that <clears throat> we need to understand, and it's the word temp- "tempered." What does that word mean? Okay. In our in our thinking today, uh, the word "tempered." When you when you temper something, what do you do? You harden it, right? Okay. But that's not what this word means. Okay, this word means to compound or to assemble. Okay, how many of you are old enough to know what a of a, a pharmacist used to do? They would compound medicine, right? What would, what 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 would a pharmacist would do? They would they would take multiple chemicals and they would compound them, and they would make pills or whatever, okay? In fact, you can still find pharmacists that do compounding. The The, the closest word we would use in our in our thinking would be to assemble. So let's read this verse again. For our contrary parts have no need... But God hath compounded the body together. God has brought together all of the parts that make the body of Christ, that make Grace Baptist Church. He has compounded all of these parts together. He's assembled it and he's put it together in just the exact way that he wants it. Now, in First Peter chapter four, verse eleven. Uh, turn, turn, turn to First Peter chapter four. <clears throat> we've we've talked about this, but I want to, I want to, I want to go back and, and and revisit this again. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things, in all things. How many things? All things. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So why do we have the the purpose of our spiritual gifts? The purpose is so that we will give glory to God ultimately. How does that happen? By the common good of the body of Christ. You know, I I don't know. I I have no way to prove what I'm about to say. But I believe that had this young couple, uh, young, he's, anyway, he wasn't young. Anyway, this couple that was here this morning where he got saved. I believe that had our church been in the middle of a big fight, And y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't believe he would have been saved. I can't prove that. But if I was an unsaved person that came into a church that was in the middle of conflict arguing over the color of carpet or whatever, I wouldn't want anything to do with that. Exactly. I can can do that at work. (laughs) You know? the common good of the body of Christ. It is to build up the the church. We as a church can learn to, to, what's the word? Um, Magnify and um, work together. You you know, my wife and I are about as polar opposites as you can get. If you know us, you, you know that. Yeah. Me, I kind of just let things go, and she's all uptight about everything, and you know, everything's everything has to be on time and in place, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you feel my pain? Okay. <clears throat> Why is that such a good thing? Why, we've made it 40 years. Because she gets you there on time. Because she gets me there on time. <laughs> exactly when when we work together we're an awesome team it's when we don't work together we get in trouble oh I get in trouble (laughs) and 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 y'all that are married know exactly what I'm talking about you need each other's weaknesses and strengths the, the areas that I'm weak in are the, the areas that she's, I mean, she probably scored a 200 in administration. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but you probably did. Did you score high in administration? I'm not saying. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why? Because we are able to, to um, there you go. We're able to balance each other. And when we as a church do the exact same thing and we take advantage of people's strengths and weaknesses that God has given us, we can do miraculous things as a church. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Well, uh, let's start in verse 14, chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. No, no, let, let's go back to 13. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get that another day. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known as what? It's the love chapter. Okay? Now, I want to I read the first three verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, And though I have all faith so that I can move mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Now let me ask you a question. As we read through that list, did you notice how many of those would fall under the spiritual gifts? Just about all of them. What is is Paul trying to tell us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13? If you don't do it with love, don't do it at all. You are just making noise. You're wasting your time. The Corinthian believers were For lack of better terminology, they were using their spiritual gifts to bring attention to themselves. And Paul says, Don't do that. Don't do that. You can have all knowledge, you can have the most eloquent ability to preach and to present the gospel. You can have all of these things, but if you do it for any other motive than the love of God, then you have just wasted your time. So here we have a spiritual gifts test that we took. And hopefully you've learned some things about yourself. Me personally, I didn't really learn a whole lot. I kind of knew all this. I just, I, I just, if, if I have taken one of these, it's been a really long time. But hopefully, you've learned some things. And what, what should be the motivation behind what we've learned? Love. Let's read, let's read in closing, and then we'll, we'll move on to the book. In closing here, uh, at the least this part, let's read the first three verses again in chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a, sim- a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing, nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. So, God has indwelled us at at our spiritual birth. Upon that indwelling, he has given us spiritual gifts that we need to learn how to use. Why? Ultimately, so that he can be glorified. The only thing we need to do is do it all for the right reason. Because we love. We love people and we love him. And if we as a church will do this, we can see great things. Any questions before we go on to the book? No? Wow. Okay, go ahead. Could your
2: gifts, I've taken this before. Right. Mm-hmm. It's way different than what I took last time. Right. Can your gifts kind of change with your role in life and role in the ministry church? whatever?
0: I, I, I believe they do. I, I, I believe that our gifts do change uh, to according, for lack of better terms, for, due to the seasons of life that we go through, um, I, I believe that, uh, like for me, uh, the the, the uh, teaching and the and the and the, and encouragement things like that, uh, have it, it's taken time for me to develop these things. Yeah, it, it, the spiritual growth factor. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get saved and wake up the next morning and think, "Oh boy, I want to be a pastor." You know, I didn't do that. I mean, it took literally years for God to develop these things in my life. And <clears throat> quite honestly, um, areas that I, I, the one thing I did walk away from this, some of the areas that I was a little weak in, um, I was a little surprised. Just now, now, the administration part, I actually scored higher than I expected. I expected a, a goose egg, <laughs> sub-zero, you know, on, on that one. But, um, uh, but you know, I, I think, and this is my opinion. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I believe that our spiritual gifts do change, and uh, and that has a lot to do with where we are in life at the time. Does, does that help? value Yeah. And and your need, yeah, and the and the need of the body too. That's yes. what I was gonna say. It could be just the need of the body that you're in. If all of the administration first all, got somebody there, even pulls
1: something not of you that
0: you never even realized you had. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I and I believe that, that that is very true. That God can raise up someone who you know I, I have had people uh, through the years i've I've challenged them to do things, and they they say, "Wow, that's not in my that's not in my comfort zone. <clears throat> and And what did I say? Get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> why? because because I believe, and again, I could be totally wrong here, but I believe that part of my job as a pastor is to recognize these gifts in people, and help develop these gifts. Does that make sense? And, and to utilize them exactly. So now I don't always I don't always get it right, <laughs> but I try to um, and let me can I use you as an example? Okay. Um, Randy here, uh, I, I have believed ever since I met him that he he's a great teacher. he he loves he loves the Bible. He loves getting into it. He loves talking about it, and anybody who loves that lo- loves to teach it. So when Bob asked me, hey, is there somebody who could come over and do a Bible study at the, at the um, uh, assisted living place? Man, that's the first thing I thought of. Why? Now, now, let me ask you a question. Could I have said, yeah, I'll, I'd be happy to go over and ho- hold a Bible study. And I almost did that, and I thought, no, wait a minute. Number one, that's the last I don't need something else to do, but the main thing is, right, this is something that is going to be developed in him. God's already put that in his heart and let him serve. So why why he he can get the blessing. Does that make sense? <clears throat> so yeah, you're exactly right. Anybody else? I have seen people step into roles in churches that through the years, that on the surface, it comes across as a, a, a round hole trying to get dabbed into a square peg. A square, peg. A square well, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But, But because God was in it, a maturity developed in that individual that that was just unbelievable. Because that person now was all of a sudden able to use the spiritual gift that God gave them. So anybody yes, ma'am?
1: six-year-old and I did learn a lot. I mean, it was, it was not easy. I had to really work really hard at of preparing and everything and I still didn't like doing it, but I knew I was doing it for God and I did it I think for like two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. Again, I still scored low, but it really did help me break the score
0: up just a little. Right. No, absolutely. And and. Just because we might score low on some of these things doesn't mean God doesn't want to develop that in you. So always be willing to, to be stretched. And I was not surprised in mind that my my, line, my, my score was pretty 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 even. I, I, that didn't surprise me. So any, anybody else? Yes.
2: I think one thing that God kind of just really, as you are going through it, going through the different verses about it, one thing God just kind of challenged my heart about is as we go through that and as God stretches us and um, grows certain spiritual gifts is that one thing that spoke to my heart about is it's, it's incredibly important just to continue to give him glory because like, like, as an example, I mean, God has to my heart about so I've been taking on this new, like, new role at work and I could do a better job of taking opportunities even with other people to give glory to God. The only way I've been able to get through it is through the grace of God He's using it to stretch me and specifically that administrative one because it's not <coughs> I, my strong ones and he's been growing me in it and one thing God has kind of speaking my heart and you see it throughout all these verses is always bring it back to God always give it back to God Right. give him the glory for that and then he'll continue because if you don't he, he's that, he'll stub that growth right. and that's thing that God was speak my heart as you read through those verses and you that and yeah.
0: amen amen now one of the things that I, I mentioned is in the purpose when I was talking about the purpose the purpose is that so that we can minister within the, the local body um, now <clears throat> let me ask you a question Does, are our spiritual gifts limited to the church no, no absolutely not our our, our our spiritual gifts should reach out into the into the unsaved world that we live in. You know, the fact that, that we have mercy or we're we're you know, we, we love to give or or whatever, the things that we score high on are things that we take into life. But ultimately, what's the goal? It should still be to glorify God. And we should always do it in love. Anybody else before we go? Okay, we got about six minutes. So let's go ahead and look at our book. Page 203 in our book. We'll probably just get through the introduction and then we'll be done for tonight. But uh, chapter 10 your place in the church, in your church family. Now, the reason I wanted to do the spiritual uh, the spiritual gifts test before we did this is because I think I, my, my prayer is that as we go through this next section, this next chapter, that it will help you then, now that you've identified some of the gifts that God's given you, that you will then understand how, how to plug them in uh, and, and better serve in your local church. So uh, let's start reading here. Uh, In our last study, we saw some big uh, picture truths about the church. We saw that the church actually is how it should uh, operate and the importance God places on it. But the church is more than a doctrine, it is a family. And that's one of the things that we stress really hard here at Grace Baptist Church, that this is a family, and we need to treat it as such. It is a place to grow with brothers and sisters in Christ. <clears throat> now, why is the term family so important when referring to a church? We're all in the family of God. Okay, we're all in the family of God. Well, the way I look at it is if, if if I dreaded coming to church and the only reason I came was because you're supposed to go to church on Sunday, you, uh, you are no longer in fellowship, but you're doing your duty. That's no way to live. That is called religion, not relationship. And our relationship with God should be tied to our relationship to people. Let's continue reading. So, how do we find? Excuse me. How do we fit into the family? Uh, in this lesson, we will look at how you can improve. Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm I'm trying to read too fast. Um, in this lesson, we will look at how you can be involved in the work of your church, the spiritual gifts that God has given you to enable you for the work and the relationships you have uh, with one another in your church family. So again, this is so important that we work together so that we can accomplish the ultimate goal that our church glorify God. Okay? about two minutes early, but we're going to go ahead and pray, and uh, we'll be done. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work you do in our lives. And Lord, I do ask that as as we contemplate and meditate on these things that we've learned and talked about tonight, that you would help us to zero in and magnify some of these areas in our lives. And Lord, help us, help us, dear God, to be what you would have us to be. We love you and we thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.